Wow. You guys, it's an honor for me to be here all the way in New York City. It's a long road for me. I grew up uh, homeschooled, everybody. I did. I grew up in church. My dad's a pastor. I got a bunch of opportunities as a kid to go in a bunch of different third world countries on mission trips growing up. I've been to like Uganda, Guatemala, New Jersey. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, sir. We did it. <laughs> my parents, my dad named every kid in our family a Bible name. Every kid. I'm like, parents, just because you name a kid a Bible name doesn't mean he's going to be a good kid. I'm pretty sure in sixth grade, a kid named Jesus stole my bike. This is Michael Easley in Context. For more information, go to michaelincontext.com. And now your host, Dr. Michael Easley. Today in studio, we're talking to John Christ, who hails from Lilburn, Georgia. What would any, would anybody know anything about Lilburn, Georgia? Uh, no, right, Georgia would be the only thing. I have a is uh, <laughs> I I travel on the road all the time, and I have a joke that says, uh, you know, if, when I'm out on the road all the time, I gotta con- I gotta pray and read the Bible every day if I want to overcome the devil. Okay. When growing up in Georgia, it was easier. All I had to do was just beat him at a fiddle competition. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> not, Come on, not, you, you're gonna do better than that. Come on. All not right. good so, philosophy right up front. I don't think. Two hundred seventy-five shows in 2013. Award-winning <laughs> stand-up comedian John Christ. You live with Gotham this uh, March 2013. Last year, yeah. Yeah, seven thousand people at Colorado's legendary concert at the Red Rocks Amphitheater. Was that is that a cool venue? It's a great venue. Yeah, it's outside. So it's mm-hmm. different for comedy, but it's still fun. You've opened for Seth Meyers on Late Night with Seth Meyers. You've yep. done the 2013 Comedy Central Up Next Generation competition. On and on it goes. Hey. Were you funny as a kid? I was one of eight kids, and I was in the middle. So I always kind of had to uh, do something to vie for attention. So, yeah, I was a little shy, but I was I was funny, yeah. Were you troubled? Were you... Were you in trouble in school? <laughs> Were you troubled? Let yeah. me rephrase that. Let me. Do, uh, well, that was actually for him to re- to clean up my edit. Yeah. But we'll leave it alone. Was, Were you in trouble as a child? I was. Yeah, I was in trouble at school. Uh, yeah, I would always. You know, the thing about stand up comedy is. All we're doing is saying things that people were afraid to say. That's the whole thing. The highest compliment a comedian could ever get was, you know, I've thought that, but mm-hmm. that or that's so true. Right. You know, so I just couldn't in, in you're just constantly breaking rules as a as a comedian or or status quo. You're like, I don't and so the rules, you know, the high school was no chewing gum or no I'm like, I don't I'm not following that. You know, it wasn't like I was a bad kid. Right. I wasn't like right. You know, sneaking out and you doing drugs. You weren't an ADD defiant kid. No, 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 no. But I was just trouble. like, you know, you have to tuck your shirt in, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do that for some reason. I grew up in the parochial schools, and uh, the nuns uh, put the fear of God in us, so we had yeah, to keep yeah, our hair yeah. the right length and our yeah. shirts tucked in. I, I think it was more than probably just sending you to the corner. They would. Uh, oh, they would, yeah, we uh, won't go there. <laughs> you know. Now, John, if, the show. if people know you, they might know primarily the Christian Girl Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Okay, Christian Girl Instagram is a video that I made because I, I mean, I'm pretty active online, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. And you see the way people behave online. And I would always see these photos. And if you're online and you're a believer, you've probably seen them too. Or somebody snaps a photo of their Bible and a coffee cup and a journal and uh, all these things. And it's And it just, as a comedian... Low-hanging fruit, huh? just, I just, I, it got to the point where I cannot see one more of these without doing something about it. So 
Uh, I read a quote from somebody one time that says, if you're going to tell people the truth, you better make it funny, otherwise they're going to kill you. And, th- and that's true. <laughs> okay, okay. Or like, I, that's a joke. Have you thought about politics? No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke, that video, but it's dead serious, right? Absolutely. And that's the best kind of comedy where you're like, oh, this is, this is hilarious, but this is true. This is 100% true, and you can't, like, deep, like if I have a joke about, um, I'm trying to think of a joke that has no meaning besides just the joke. Like, I got arrested. One time in college, I got arrested by a cop on a horse. That ride back to the station was awkward. Like, but there's no there's no more meaning to that joke. That's it's it. just okay. stupid. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, da-da-da-da, okay. There's nothing, there's no meat under there. But that Christian Girl Instagram, there's funny jokes throughout it, but underneath it, it's it's true, and it's it's hard. That's why it got so, it was so popular. Because even the people that do it, they were like, "Hey, I'm guilty of this, but this is hilarious." Are you a Christian girl that loves taking photos of her devotions? Do you spend hours framing the perfect picture without the payoff of people noticing how spiritual you are on the internet? Introducing Christian Girl Instagram: 101 tips and tricks to get more likes on your devotional photos. Hi, I'm John Christ with Christian Girl Instagram. Do you struggle to get likes on those devotional Instagram photos? Hashtag the struggle is real. From the best-selling author of shameless workout selfies comes Christian Girl Instagram. I would always get totes stressed out trying to decide which Bible verse to show. <laughs> Not anymore. Okay, you're always going to want to stay away from common verses like Jeremiah 29:11 or John 3:16. No matter what verse you choose, you always want to make sure you highlight multiple verses with multiple colors. Because after all, what's the point of having devotions if no one knows about it? I used to spend five minutes reading the Bible, then like 30 minutes trying to figure out a hashtag. Then I found Christian Girl Instagram. My book includes over a thousand hashtag suggestions like Coffee with Colossians, Bliss, Serenity, Much Needed, and of course, hashtag blessed. Buy Christian Girl Instagram today and we'll include our 31-piece package of options to put in the background of your photo. Things like a candle, a Precious Moments doll, a subscription to Relevant Magazine, kale chips, and of course, a coffee cup with a Bible verse on it. Thanks to inspiration from Christian Girl Instagram, I took down my Marilyn Monroe poster and replaced it with footprints in the sand. So clear off what's really on your desk and replace it with new products from Christian Girl Instagram. Christian Girl Instagram now includes bonus tips like if you're going to include your hand in the photo, always wear a purity ring. And if you're going to include additional reading material in the background of your photo, always avoid extremes. We don't want people to think you're too prosperity driven by maybe having some Joel Osteen, yet we don't want people to worry about your theology by having some Rob Bell or Mark Driscoll, okay? You want to stay right in the middle, maybe some Joyce Meyer, some Beth Moore would be perfect. And remember, Anything leather-bound is really going to pop with that Valencia Instagram filter. Christian Girl Instagram is great. My devotions are now constantly being interrupted by people liking my post. Buy now and I'll also include my additional book, Announcing Your Social Media Fast. Tips and tricks for effectively telling people you're fasting while ignoring all of Jesus' teachings about telling people you're fasting. Christian Girl Instagram can be yours today. This book and so much more available to you all for the cost of less than a pair of yoga pants. I don't always do devotions, but when I do, I Instagram it. Did you have any idea it would go 
almost half a million now. Not that big. Yeah. No, I didn't have any. I knew that it was a hit when I posted it because uh-huh. it started. It, it just took off right away, and I, and it's 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 something that's easy to share, and it's easy to. It's a message. Mm-hmm. It's funny, but because the actress that I that I uh, I got to do it, she she's like a, just from my acting agency. She didn't. She doesn't get what it is. She's, oh, really? It was just hilarious because oh, really? she's like, uh, that "What is interesting?" She's like, okay. what, "What is this? I don't even get it." And I was like, "Just say the lines, you know." <laughs> It'll work. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I thought she was like totally into it. Well, you know, I tried to hire some girls from my church, but it's too close to home. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Right. So I had to. I had to get a. Well, I went on my Facebook account and deleted all the ones I'd taken in my computer, <laughs> my coffee cup, and French press. Right. In there. With the French press. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. I French press my big. Movie. Well, I. I think. Listen. Because I've taken some heat from for that video, and I'm not, I'm not making. I do devotions too. I'm not making fun of well, people. Th- right? And that's one of your bio pieces. That you're that edgy guy. Because sometimes yeah, yeah. you're on the edge of almost insulting somebody, right, right, right. but then you kind of <laughs> have that little chagrin, and you bring it back around, and, and I, a little tittering. <laughs> Am I supposed to laugh at this? And I have to, as a as a uh, okay, well, as a mainstream comic, you know. It's not funny unless it's inappropriate, or like I said, right. we're say, so we have to cross this line of common sense. But as a believer, I have another line out here that I I don't want to offend anybody. I don't. Well, I do want to offend people. That's not the Just right a word. Little. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to have any joke at the expense of someone. You know what I'm saying? What What's inappropriate? Um, I would say something inappropriate. Like I I always say my goal is to. Never make a joke about someone that if they were in that crowd that they would be offended by. Mm-hmm. Like if it's easy to pick on, let's say, Kim Kardashian or Tiger Woods or maybe even recently Bill Cosby, it's easy. But if if let's say that guy was in the crowd, he was sitting in the front row, would you do that mm-hmm. joke? And, I, and and that's the goal. I have jokes about my dad, but my dad has been to shows and he loves the jokes. Right? Okay. I have jokes about my roommate. I have jokes that are at the expense of people, but. I have another comic that I tour with named Tim Hawkins, and he's the one of the biggest guys in, in what you call Christian comedy, maybe. And he, our whole goal is if a mom is, is cooking dinner and her kids are in the living room YouTubing John Chris, that she should have no worries about what mm-hmm. she's going to find. And, and that's obviously hard. As a comedian, that's kind of a fine line. But we, and I have overstepped the boundary a million times, and, I've, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd, be the first guy to, and I'd be the first guy to admit that if something was... Mm-hmm. Something was across the line. You want to hear the worst story ever happened to me? Absolutely. This is probably about a month ago. Uh, I was when you get real confident on stage, you kind of start to roast people a little bit. Air speaker, you, you, you were feeling real good. I was making fun of this one guy, just lighthearted, making fun of his mustache and stuff like that. Just joking around with him. I was like, "You look like you're from the movie Breaking Bad or something like." Just real, like it was funny. Yeah. Everybody's laughing. And then there's there there was a table of three girls here right in the front, it's sold out. Okay, there's 500 people in there. And and the one girl, there's three girls, and they were both looking at me, and the one girl wasn't looking at me. I was like, hey, if I'm going to talk to you, you better look me in the eye. And her friend goes, she's blind. Oops. Right? What do you do? What do you do? And I kind of, it's awkward now talking Absolutely. about it. Can you imagine how awkward it was in with 500 people in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I froze. Like I, and I, like, I was like, I'm so sorry. And, and I, because you're, you're there. It's live. You're there. Yeah, you can't but that's it. the best thing about stand-up comedy is that don't watch. Yeah, watch the stuff on YouTube, but go to see it live because you never know what's going to happen. Did you see the film Punchline? 
I did not know. Um, put it in your watch it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a tragic story. Okay. Sally Fields, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I forget the third actor, and they live to do stand up. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. dark. Right, it's dark story. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and they live for the laugh. Do you live for the laugh? Uh, I do. I was just telling somebody. I I I'm a little over. I would be the first guy to admit, in not in a good way, that I'm a little over leveraged in to stand up comedy. Where if if something were to happen to my voice or maybe my ability to travel or or that I I, I worry about myself where it, whether I'd be depressed or I don't know. I wouldn't say suicidal, but I do. What would I do next? What would I do? No, what would I do today? Not what would I do next? I mean, I go, I work every night, but I don't have to, right? I make plenty of money. I don't. I don't need to be mm. on the road. I don't need to be in through six airports a week. But there's a it's um, like a drug, maybe. I don't know. You know there, there's a um, when I teach homiletics, preachers how to preach. Okay. There's a line I use uh, from uh, Helmut. Okay. Thick, I think is his last name. And he says to preach, to really preach, is the pulpit calls the preacher like the sea calls the sailor. Right. He knows he must do it again. To preach, to really preach, is to die naked a little bit at a time and to know that he must do it again. Yeah, no choice. Yeah. So, 100%. could you say that's, you know, John Christ has to do stand up? Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I would, I'm embarrassed to admit that, but yeah. What is it, if you uh, could unpack that a little bit, what is it about stand-up that's, is it your identity? Uh, yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I, the, I mean, I, uh, my, like I said, my dad's a preacher. I grew up in church. I, you know, I went, I spent a good amount of time. I live out in Denver. I lived, spent a good amount of time at uh, Focus on the Family in Colorado Springs. Homeschooled, if I yep, recall. Homeschooled, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I don't like to bring that up, but thanks for no, uh, no, bringing that to, to bring the front. It up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you twitched a little bit when you said that. Too. <laughs> I, I started doing stand up when uh, I had done it like two or three times. It was back in 2009, and I was dating a girl real seriously that I thought I was going to marry, and. Uh, she broke up with me out of the blue, and I had like three or four. And that wasn't funny. That's not the no. There's no punchline okay. coming after that. <laughs> but I had three. Or, I had two or three shows that next week, and uh, I was like, "How am I going to do these shows? I'm hurting bad, right?" And I did the shows, and it felt really, really, really good. Like, okay. and is from then I was super involved in my church in Colorado Springs, and it was it was during worship at church. And on stage as a comic that I was free from that pain, maybe. Hmm. And so everybody's like, oh, you're such a hardworking guy. You're such a hardworking comic. Like Before comedy, I wasn't a hardworking, industrious guy. I was a slob, you know what I'm saying? So I don't really know what to make of that. I mean, I work hard maybe because I'm trying to escape something. I don't know. Do you write? I do, all day. So you write your jokes. You don't just sit there and kind of freewheel? It's a combination of both. I mean, I have a plan, but then, as like I've told you a few stories, it kind of goes off track sometimes. Where and that's where the gold probably is. That's where the gold is. Yeah, and I record every show on my phone in my pocket. So then yeah. I I put those jokes into the show so for next remember. time. Yeah. Um, who were some comics you like? Uh, if you ask me who my favorite comic is, I'm going to tell you it's Tim Hawkins. Okay. He's my favorite comic. He's uh, if I had a night off. And I could go see anybody. I'd go see him. Um, 
Adam Carolla is one of my favorite comics. Which Just, you're doing a film with him, it says here. Yeah, I'm doing. Uh, we we already filmed it, and uh, it's coming this summer. So he's got quite a story. He's got an interesting story. Yeah, he's I, <laughs> okay. He's a guy that's super. I don't know if he'd call himself conservative, but he's. Uh, I'd call him conservative. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd yeah. Call, from yeah. what I, he, I mean, a lot of the stuff that he talks about, whether it's. Uh, sexual in nature or racist or whatever I can't get on board with but I'd be the first like this guy should preach at my it's so true it's like you know the government's not here to bail you out you gotta be responsible for your own life make your own choices and own your own choices and you know and and we saw interrupt you we we saw often hear Hollywood being anti anything conservative in nature right and he seems to have uh, navigated that and I like I like his stand up because it's the same way because underneath it it's a joke but underneath it it's true it's a hundred percent and he's not up there yeah he's joking but he would defend those premises and those points of view to death and like this thing about christian girl instagram like it's a joke but i would not to death but i would i would go anywhere to defend that because i don't i just don't agree with you know the way people present themselves so that it's funny on the surface but then if it has a message below it i think is the best kind of comedy Others, uh, Cat Williams is a favorite of mine, and he's. I wouldn't recommend any of these people uh, go YouTube these people because it's very crude. Uh, but that's the it, well. Let's talk about that. You, okay. And again, this may predate your interest in comedy, but uh, Chris Rock yep. had done uh, very well, and yep. then he went, you know, really raw. Right. Right. And um, yep. you mentioned Bill Cosby, but yep. Bill Cosby had seen him. Or right. heard him. I forget precisely. Yeah, the Bill story. Cosby helped him come up. Yeah, and then it was he was so off put by the language he actually yeah. wrote the Cosby Show. Yeah, as sort of a hey, let's show a family that's having yeah. fun yeah. and not yeah, at right. people's expense. Right, and you know, unfortunately, the you know, current trend with right. Mr. Cosby is sure. a little bit un, it's sad. But right. that said, there was trying to be a, a, a compensation where humor has gone too far. Right. Uh, some of these guys are remarkable, but live or film, but you can't, F-bomb, and you can't, yeah. uh, you yep. know, salacious. And that's what I think a lot of, um, let's say in the nineties, maybe early two thousands, uh, shock value was, was a thing in comedy where you're like, Oh my gosh, he talked about whatever that taboo topic is, but it's 2015. Now there's no, there's the internet exists. There's nothing shocking anymore, right? About every, if you go to a comedy club, about every topic has been uncovered and and mined for humor. And it's not, now people are, I think there's a a renaissance back to people like Jimmy Fallon, who are Mm -hmm. like, it's all clean, Mm -hmm. right? And if you notice the difference between Jay Leno and Jimmy Fallon, Jay Leno was full of innuendo, full of it. And and Letterman a Early little bit on the same. He wasn't. Early on, yeah, yeah. He early was on, he wasn't. Clean. Early yeah, on, he was right. like Fallon. Yeah, it was. It was not, not at people's expense. Right. Headline stuff, jaywalking. Yeah. Uh, but later, it got innuendo laden. Yeah, and, yeah. And Fa- Fallon's interesting to me because once in a while he'll get there, but he will he wheels yeah. back pretty quickly. And he's and he's. Well, I don't know what that what that likability is that if he does cross the line, we're like, oh, it's Jimmy. Like he, you know what I'm saying? Right. We we want to forgive him. Which is, and I think I have the little bit of that myself. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he didn't, he didn't know, or he's a like. You could watch that with your kids, you know. And that's a when that's the highest compliment when people email me or say, hey, mm-hmm. when you got a a mom and a dad who bring a grandparent or bring a parent and then kids, and you how are you gonna make all three of them laugh? 
for an hour. You got kids and grandparents. Like that's well, a, as a preacher, I know how to make them sleep. Right. I don't know how to make them laugh. But, um, yeah. So go, go back to um, your your. You mentioned the one situation that was uncomfortable. What yeah. was your worst stand up experience? Oof. You know what stand up is. Uh, I often said about stand up where the difference between uh, let's say music. Um, there's no way to practice stand up. I can't run a joke by you because you might think it's hilarious and then I do it and it bombs. Mm -hmm. Or you might think it's a terrible joke and it's actually a good joke. So there's no way to do it in front of, instead of in front of a group of people, which is boggles my mind. It's the worst and the best because that's that, that adrenaline is what we. Okay, it's a little bit, you know, too much information, but I'm a Star Trek guy. I love Star Trek. Yeah, you're good. Data. Right. I love the way they portrayed this AI individual who had no humor. Okay, yeah. You know, you watch any of Uh, that? I don't, no. Next Generation. Okay. So this is this android who's brilliant. He's a computer. He's smarter than everybody combined, but he doesn't get humor. Doesn't oh it doesn't compute to him right. or something. He yeah. can't figure out um, humor and emotion. Oh, it's brilliant. No matter yeah. how hard right. he works at it. Yeah. And whatever the creator had, creators of you know hmm. the character had in mind. It's interesting. How how do you how do you, illustration yeah. to your right. point? How do you define humor? How do you do it? Yeah. Why does it work? And why and you and sometimes you have a joke. I have a joke uh, that I've I've wrote early on it's because i i don't don't have a church to go to so i've been giving my tithe money to this christian organization that feeds the hungry uh chick-fil-a and that joke in the south because we grew up with chick-fil-a crushes i did that joke in california and i got booed not only did it not work i got booed and so jokes oftentimes aren't that they're not good it's just a poor choice for that venue so it's like it doesn't mean I mean, if you do a casino, that's generally an older crowd versus you do a youth group. It's a younger. So if you do have a joke about, you know, this girl favorited one of my tweets or something in a casino, they would have the, no idea what, what you're talking, talking about. about but yeah. the kids would be like, oh, so. I mean, I've had all, but I mean, we've had, I have a jokes, I have a jokes bomb every night, every night. And you just but, keep going. Well, now you, if you're going to do a new bit, you would sandwich it in between your best two good ones so if you get a big laugh you do it and then you can bail out at any time and you have a, a line that could rescue you in essence and the the comment they're the crowds uh, their memory's real short sure so if you have a great joke they forget and then you close on something big every night and then there's the best night of their lives mm-hmm. you know not that that's kind of a cocky statement I shouldn't have said that but you know what I'm saying people are like oh that's a great show last question you yeah. see any humor in the bible uh, tons for example uh, <laughs> just if you could imagine we read a lot of these stories and we're like hold on hold on what I mean Jonah imagine that it, it's a funny like it's not funny but like imagine watching that and I'm at, and like the, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any direct like people saying things that are fun maybe humor is different Sure, Back culturally, then, yeah. yeah, it's culturally different. My pastor always says, you try to read the stories like you never heard it before, mm-hmm. and then new things come out to you. Like, oh, my. And I think a lot of those stories, if we have a joke about, uh, you know, making fun of it, it's not me, you're making fun of the Bible. You're not being disrespectful. Right. It's just a funny, can you imagine being Michael Jr., one of my favorite guys, like, can you imagine being Jesus' brother, right? Totally. 
Like he's like, what can you do? And he's like, well, I, I mean, right? Walk, walk beside him. Yep. Yeah, he, he, he can't do anything. Or I, I used to have a joke about it. With, okay, with Jesus, when he turned, he turned the water into wine, which is his first miracle when he was 30, was he practicing over like when he was like a kid? Did he could get the water to grape juice? And then Larson, he get the water to... Yeah. <laughs> you're in the Larson one framers yeah. where he's trying to... Moses right. is a child parting them. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. he's like, well, it's not it's not wine, but, you know, keep working on it. You know, you'll get there. Or like, does he... Does he oh, I used to have a bit about how Jesus, would he sell the furniture? And then what if the furniture wasn't like good? What if the, you know, he made a table and it didn't balance or something like that? People came back, who made this? You're like, uh, yeah, God, God made that. <laughs> That's just stupid. But like, can you imagine? Like, he's he was perfect. Was all his furniture perfect? I don't know. I don't know the answer. John Christ, <laughs> thanks for being on. I appreciate that. You guys. If you have questions or comments, please let us know at michaelincontext.com. Thank you for listening to. Michael Easley in Context.